Attention Patriots, this is the Chris Ann Hall Show. Who's going to stand up? Where are the lovers of liberty? I think that's absurd. It's ridiculous. It's unconstitutional. It's out of control. You think this is over? This isn't over. There's a liberty wave coming. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America, to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice. Rise and shine, liberty-loving patriots. Welcome to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here, K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E-H-A-L-L.com, where we are liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. Welcome to the show, my husband and co-host, J.C. Hall, after a, a long sabbatical. <laughs> I don't know. Was it long? I, it felt long. There were people missing you greatly. They, they love watching you on YouTube because apparently you send silent signals with your face. Really? Yes. And your emotions are very transparent wow. by the looks on your face. <laughs> and they, they miss, they miss that, that, um, that dry snark sense of humor that you have. <laughs> you, you, y'all just made his day. You realize this is his goal in life to have a dry, deadpan, snarky sense of humor. <laughs> nah. You, see the face? Nah. Yeah. <laughs> Just teasing. Again, you can watch us on YouTube. Uh, that's why we do the show on YouTube, so you can see what's going on. And, and you know, JC, so, uh, there's a phenomenon that happens every time we go to Oklahoma. Oh, oh really? Yeah. We, we end up singing the Oklahoma song, oh, right? Oh, yeah, that. Oklahoma, right? But we don't sing the New York song when we come to New York. Is there? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Frank Sinatra. Yeah, Frank well, Sinatra. I sing that anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't want people to hear that. I right. I don't right, want right. people to hear me singing the praises of... Of New York City. Well, I mean, it's not New York. Is it a, is it a song about the city? Mm-hmm. I guess it is about the city. That okay, never so sleeps. No, I'm not going to sing that. They anymore. call me king of the hill. Yeah, that's Crop. true. No, I'm not going to sing that. What? Did, I forget the words now. <laughs> It's going to be king of the dunghill soon. I mean, oh, I know. It's pretty much. I feel really bad. Uh, as I told you guys yesterday, uh, we are in New York now for the next eight days doing numerous trainings. Go to chrisannhall.com and catch our schedule. Make sure your friends and family members come. Uh, make sure you come if you are able to come because if you're going to stay in New York and fight and defend your pea patch, right? Because uh, look, that's a noble to, cause. You got to take out a loan. <laughs> <laughs> that's a no, but it's a noble cause. I mean, there's a lot Certainly. of people that you know. I this is this has been my home for generations, yeah, right? Sure, sure. This has been my home for generations. This is who I am. This is who we are. And I'm not gonna give up to the communists. To the idiots. Right. You're right? saying that's what that's what that's the situation some people That's the are situation that's some people are Now I understand in. those that want to leave as well. Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So we are in New York and I wanted to talk about what's happening in New York. As we travel around the country, 
we we see this stuff from a from not just simply a thirty thousand feet view that you get maybe get from the media, but we're on the streets. You know, you remember landing in Chicago and driving through the streets of Chicago near the airport when we went to teach uh, in Nicole's neighborhood, Nicole Chapman, yeah, who by the way is amazing liberty fighter we're gonna have her on the show someday soon and talk about her battle with her community and and her her city council which are totally nuts uh, she got remember she got the state on board and now they're they're making some headway with their their ability to actually manage their own property to grow their own vegetables to have a hoop house in the winter and all this crazy stuff but you remember jc what was it that you thought of as we were driving through chicago on the way to teach in that neighborhood yeah i thought it looked like port-au-prince it port-au-prince as in haiti yeah. port-au-prince yeah i mean there was garbage piled up along the street right big potholes everywhere and that's not a slight on Haiti. Those of you who've been to Haiti, you know it's a beautiful country, but you know Port-au-Prince is, I mean, it's rough. It's 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 terrible. It's terrible. And so it was. If you could go to Haiti and and bypass Port-au-Prince altogether, it, I, I think it would oh, yeah, be a rest, really great place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To yeah. Visit the rest of Haiti, and, the rest yeah. of Haiti is gorgeous. But yeah, yeah. So, but it was it was surprising because really that kind of the first time. So we hadn't been long from Haiti. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of the first time uh into a city that looked like that and just there was trash everywhere i mean it was just filthy chicago was just the area we were at uh was just filthy mm-hmm. and i i was i was shocked at a, the, a, at a the liberal level. democrat stronghold yeah i was yeah. shocked at the level of filth in an american city but apparently that's that's now i mean we're we're sort of over the bridge now and that's becoming a common that's the common result in so many of these progressive well, stronghold look at, cities look at detroit yeah detroit is either a disaster or a ghost town i remember the first time i was brought yeah, we to saw detroit. that too in detroit yeah. yeah i remember the first time i was brought to detroit to teach you didn't go on with me on that trip but i'm driving and it's just empty storefront after empty storefront after empty storefront i mean blocks yeah. and blocks of empty storefronts and this is not about partisanship but the the sad truth is where we have these progressive marxist strongholds in the democrat party yeah. ruling over these these places in America, this is the inevitable decay. Yeah, and I don't think the that's a, that's not a partisan statement. That's that's just reality. Right. That's right. that's the reality of their. I would say the reality of uh, their economic policies for the most part, and, well, and, and then some of these other bizarre things yeah. that they do. These other weird policies. So let's look at this. You've got uh, De Blasio, right? Speaking of economic policies says that he's going to ban glass and steel skyscraper scrapers for the Green New Deal. So his his whole thing is, if Congress isn't going to pass the Green Deal, then we will. Well, good for you, because that's part of state sovereignty. Sure. You do whatever you want to do. You don't need to wait for Congress. As a matter of fact, it's not even within a delegated authority for Congress to be doing these Green Deals. This is usurped power from the state. So de Blasio and... and the, the, the legislators in New York, if the people in New York let them get away with it, then, then that's what they do, right? So um, last week, de Blasio appears on MSNBC's Morning Joe, 
and says that Morning joke. Yeah, said that the city's own gr- Green New Deal will ban classic glass and steel skyscrapers. Now, you might think, well, that's just the new construction, but I don't think people realize that they don't allow new construction in New York. Everything is a remodel, so maybe it's just for remodeling, but that's not it. He says property owners will face massive fines unless unless buildings are retrofitted. Right. To reduce emissions. Retrofitted. Your building will become illegal even if it's still standing now. Right. You place you got to replace all your glass with I don't know. What is what is more green than glass? Are are you supposed to make petroleum product, cold fueled uh, plexiglass? I mean anything I, made out of plastic is using a fossil fuel, isn't it? Yeah, I I don't I'm not sure the reasoning is some of the green reasoning. Like, I don't know, maybe it ref- maybe it's recycled reflects glass. heat or, you know, I don't know. I have no idea. A lot of birds run into this. I don't, I don't even know what it but means. Mayor, I have to research that. But Mayor de Blasio <laughs> Why do they hate glass? That, that if you have a classic glass and steel skyscraper right now, right, you will be facing massive fines. Unless your buildings are retrofitted. Right. Now, this is not good news for New York City. No, it's, it's like a Fred Flintstone policy. Yeah. Like, like, that's like, what the picture we have up here. On. Right. So you're going to build, what are you, you're going to build stone skyscrapers now, like out of rocks? And or, you won't have any glass or anything in them. It's just open, you know. know recycled. You know, I... How the I, bottoms of bottles, they can take the bottoms from bottles and turn them into stained glass, you know, windows or something. I, you know, we were... Where were we? I don't know. It was somewhere there's this green construction, but I saw... I mean, they made bricks. They made manure bricks. Uh-huh. Like, somehow... Well, that might be a way to recycle some of their waste. <laughs> yeah. So maybe See, most they people make... don't realize that the waste in New York City is actually... Uh, you know, they actually uh, pay other states to take their waste. Yeah, so as well. they make they can make giant buildings out of poop. Yeah. So sky, what would that be? Sky sky crappers. Sky stinkers. Yeah. So, so so this is maybe also, that's the new. Green so here's code. the other thing, right? So these are the stories that I'm getting from the New Yorkers. Apparently, De Blasio is a a uh, europhile. Okay. Okay. And uh, he is in love with some, some life that he lived as a child experiencing Europe. And he really enjoyed the way the European cities were with their bike paths. And everybody's got their, their cafe where they sit outside and they watch the people walk and ride their bikes. And that's what he's trying, according to the New Yorkers, that's what he's trying to turn New York City into. Mm-hmm. That's why, that's why um, what you have at Times Square now, you have the big cafe thing. Well, apparently he's taken an entire driving lane out of the majority of uh, out of many of the major streets in New York and turned them into uh, bike lanes which anybody who's been to New York City you know that the traffic congestion before this happened yeah, was, already was already horrible. bad so now he's eliminated an entire lane squeezing everybody into limited capacity and his solution we're going to create a congestion tax 
<laughs> That's what it is. It's called, it literally is called a congestion tax. And quite, you know, quite uh, coincidentally, it's also a European plan. So this is something he's taking from Europe. And the idea is you tax, you have this congestion tax that is applied to every single vehicle in New York. After in you, New York City. After you create congestion. After you create congestion, you create a congestion tax. And the idea is that taxing people to drive in New York City will reduce the number of people driving on the streets. Good luck with so that. So when it's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, when it's uh, t- negative five degrees and there's six inches of snow on the ground, de Blasio thinks that everybody's going to be happily riding their bicycle around manhattan uh because that's the pleasant way to live this is where you need a queen bumper yeah i want to ride my bicycle (laughs) i want to ride my bike Liberty's lobbyist Chris Ann Hall has now taken control. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. We're talking about the insanity of this socialist Marxist ideology. So de Blasio thinks we cut out an entire road access to the drivers. Then we create a congestion problem. Then we cure the congestion problem by charging a congestion tax. (laughs) Now, JC, you and I experienced this in Florida at the University of Florida. Yeah. Right? So the University of Florida decided that they wanted to go green. This was back when we were in college. Uh, That's been a long time now. They would still like to go green. Yeah. Well, they probably still are. But... The college campus is growing with the number of students because that's a good thing. That's what keeps Gainesville, Florida in revenue. Sure. But they didn't have, but they ran out of parking spaces for all the vehicles. So the, the, the city of Gainesville decided that the solution to the fact that they're running out of parking spaces at the University of Florida was to to deny their permit for to build parking garages. Right. Because if there aren't enough places to park, yeah. then people will not drive. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, okay, if you don't have a place to park your car, then you're not going to drive. Only that doesn't work in Gainesville. There, You don't have public transportation. There are not trains. Yeah. And... It, Anyway, it's it's just it's just ludicrous, but it's it's that mental disorder, right? So De Blasio says I, I we're going to create a problem, then we're yeah. going to cure the problem. How are we going to cure the problem? We're yeah. going to tax. Well, to you know, it's not trying to be devil's advocate, but just I'm sure with the principle of that. I mean, I'm certain there's some people that won't drive. Yes, but it's not going to be enough. This is not enough to be a solution to the problem. It's just not, it's, this doesn't work because not enough people are going to do that. But here's the thing, right? So we have a problem in New York, this massive exodus yeah. in New York because of stupidity like this, because the mentality in New York 
is tax the rich, tax the rich, tax the rich, but then the rich are leaving. Yep. Right? And so the idea is we are going to pass this. Con th this is what the, the legislators are doing. So the congestion tax was actually proposed in 2007. It passed this year. They put it into action this year. And so now the, the, the whole selling point is we're going to use this congestion tax to improve our infrastructure, to fix our roads, to make <laughs> up for the economy that we're losing, right? Through Which, taxes. Through, through the, the, the <laughs> mass exodus of the rich people leaving because they're tired of taxation. But look at, look at this. I, I, I connected these dots. That's what I do. We have a congestion tax to tax drivers to reduce the number of drivers on the road. Mm -hmm. If the tax purpose is successful, you will reduce the number of drivers on the road, thus reducing the revenue created by the consumption tax to make up for the fact that all the rich people are leaving. Yeah. So once again, it's cutting off your nose to spite your face because they think, oh, well, we're creating these exemptions in this, in this congestion tax. Here's, here's how this goes. If you live in New York City and you drive your car around New York City, we won't charge you a congestion tax. Mm -hmm. If you leave New York City and then you come back to New York City, we will charge you a congestion tax. So as long as you drive around Manhattan... You won't have to pay. You'll have like a local exemption, right? But if you leave Manhattan and you come back, now you have to pay the tax. So what are you going to do? You're going to leave New York and you're not going to come back. Right. Right? Then we have, of course, the taxi cabs are going to have to pay their congestion, even though they drive around New York City, because that's not going to be the residency. Then we have low-income exemptions. And now all of a sudden, the people who developed the congestion pricing plan are being uh, are, are being condemned by the people who developed the consumption the congestion tax because he said with every exemption you create we lose revenue. <laughs> Can you imagine the complexity of this from the get go? Yeah, I I think of I mean this is kind of the essence of most democratic democrat uh, economic policies. I think of it as the hole in the bucket economics. A hole in the bucket. Right? Yeah. It's like you, you, they just continue to do stuff and, and just spend spend money, and then they try to put more money into the bucket with a hole in it. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's, that's you're, you're never going to stop spending. Yeah. <laughs> but so if you don't stop spending these exorbitant amounts of money, it's gonna you're going to keep losing money. All right. And people are going to leave, and you're going to run out of other people's money. Is there again, man, Can't learn the easy way, you'll learn the hard way. Chris Ann Hall, she's Liberty's lobbyist. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Hey, everybody. The highlighted Liberty first gear for today's show is the Socialists Suck t-shirt. Keep your bloody socialism. Uh, if you're watching us on YouTube right now, this is an amazing t-shirt. I was thinking about wearing it when we go to New York City. But it's got this whole, uh, the back of the shirt outlines the, the, um, the massacres of the, of the socialist leaders. Right. Sort of a, a counteract to this, um, 
love of socialism yeah, that our millennials have been affair. taught. Yeah, the mm-hmm. new love affair. What? And when you want to actually introduce people to the facilitators of real socialism, you know, but Ocasio-Cortez would say, um, like, um, you know, I think, um, like, you just don't, like, understand because, <laughs> um, you see, I think that, like, you're confused because, like, um, you know, I mean, um, you know, I, I mean, I mean, the the socialism that you're talking about, like, like, yeah, 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 right, okay, is bad, but like, <laughs> like, this is not this that kind of socialism. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's what she would say. <laughs> wow. I hope you enjoyed that. That was hard to do. But we have, like you said, JC, we have this mass exodus that's happening across the country. And you had uh, given me this article from the Chicago Sun-Times. Yes. Illinois apparently is having the same problem as New York. Shock. The rich, the rich and middle, well, it's the middle class and higher. The middle class and higher. So over, basically over $150,000 and higher, mm-hmm. they're saying just a mass exodus. And yeah. It's been happening for quite a while, actually. Yeah, so this article. Since 2010, they say. Yeah, so the article in the Chicago Sun-Times says, Illinois residents are fleeing for more economically hospitable states. They go to Texas, Florida, and other Sunbelt states. You know, they throw that in there because they want you to think they're actually just moving for the sunshine, right? No, no, no. It's because job prospects are better, tax burdens are lower, and the weather is more yeah, temperate. Yeah, and you have the nice weather, yeah. so why not? <laughs> why not? And uh, the article says the exodus is real. Now, what's interesting is uh, the there is a huge... This is why I don't get this mental disconnect, right? So apparently, and Governor Andrew Cuomo is trying to shout out at Illinois and the people of Illinois, warning them that if you don't stop taxing the rich, well, I, you're going to be in the same situation yeah, we I, are. I don't think he's warning them. It's just what he said about what New York did, and mm-hmm. and the idea is, uh, Illinois, you better learn right from from what hap- what's happening in New York. So in New York last and he basically, year, it means basically admitting just yeah. tax the rich, tax the rich, tax the rich. No, that's exactly is what not, he said. Is not, you know, that's not all we can do. That's not the answer. Right. So na- that's why he, you know, but they don't have the right principles. So then he goes to all these goofy things of how he's going to do it, and it's still, you know, hole in the bucket philosophy. So here's the qu- direct quote from Cuomo. Uh, tax the rich, tax the rich, we did that. God forbid the rich leave. And that's exactly what's happening. This is this exodus, right? So New York State, according to the Chicago Sun-Times article, which is trying, I guess, to warn the people of Chicago, right? That uh, New York income tax revenue last year was short by 2.3 billion, that's B, B, 2.3 billion dollars. And Cuomo blames Cuomo blames the departure of the wealthy resident, uh, residents from his high tax state in the wake of federal tax reform. Now, this is the, the thing that I learned from this article, which put a limit on the amount of state and local taxes that can be deducted on federal income tax forms. And the reason this was new to me, JC, is because we don't have state tax in Florida. Right. So apparently there's an exemption in the federal taxes where you can claim your state taxes as a tax write-off? Yeah, so that's the amazing thing when you when you see this, that 
so the, the, there's federal uh, there deductions on your federal returns for local state and local taxes to a certain degree. So then these these states like Illinois, and New York, they could tax they could tax the mess out of uh, the productive citizens, mm-hmm. and they didn't care. And then the the citizens, to some extent, didn't care because they knew they could get it back on their federal tax return. So it became an itemized deduction, right? And and which would enhance their tax return, yes, or decrease the amount of taxes they would have to pay to the federal government, right? So it worked out for them, but it doesn't work out for us. That's the shocking. It doesn't thing. work out for the te- states like Texas and Florida that that don't pay state income tax. So that's really the shocking thing that you that you realize about this. Uh, insightful, I think, is that essentially the red states, because th- what they're talking about, all these states are talking about, are blue states where the mass exodus, the high taxes, and all this. So the red states are actually subsidizing. The blue states. Yes. Which is funny to me because, you know, when you... Well, I don't think you can make it red and blue. I would just simply... Well, I guess because no, I mean, even the states, no, that, that's the red it, states that have lower ta- state tax... Exactly. That's how it so falls out. The states with lower state income tax or no state income tax Correct. at all... Are subsidizing... Are paying more in federal income tax, which is then being shifted to the states like this because yeah. the people can't afford to live there. Correct. And it's funny because, you know, you get that in conversation with with folks about this topic that, oh, well, you know, red states, you're the poor states, and, you know, all the wealthy places are in the blue states. Mm-hmm. And then now you realize, wait a minute, we're subsidizing your economy. So they have the privilege of being in these places where where a lot of the commerce is concentrated in the cities. So they have the benefit of enjoy, you know, enjoying that economy and making really high wage uh, salaries. Right. Because it's a, it's a tax shelter. They they essentially have a tax shelter on the backs of the red states and poorer states. Yes. I mean, it's unbelievable. But but you know the funny thing that what dawned on me in in looking at this as we as we research. Uh, you know, the things that we've researched day after day and, and we, that we look into. A couple things, you know, have consistently, you start to see this pattern, a couple things consistently stand out to me. Two primary things right now. One, just in general. So one is this push to expand government. The more expansive the government is, it means the more complex, the more agencies and intricacies and all this. So the more, more the more expansive it is, the more the uh, parties, let's say, are able to use the system and make little policies in order to uh, hold power. Mm-hmm. Okay, because if you think about this system, right, you have red states subsidizing blue states there there are all these things that in the system that have been built over the years as we've been researching this was dawned on me that the democrats have built little things like this you think about the unions and how the union dues and and you got to pay it and you got to join all these things have been put in the system to to fund them to support them to keep them in power so the second thing that i've noticed in light of that the Trump administration, when you look at so many policies that, that the Trump administration has enacted, 
they're not about the surface things that you see. For instance, now seeing this, looking at this, the tax uh, plan that the Trump administration put out was not just about taxes, not just about the economy. It's targeting these particular things to tear down the power structure that the Democrats have built for themselves. Now, mm -hmm. I suspect Steve Bannon is the architect behind a lot of this stuff. I remember researching a lot of things that he was doing coming in, and he's ostensibly not there now. Mm -hmm. I don't, I re which really I don't believe that he's totally separated, or at least his ideas, his plan, his his strategy is not gone. And so I think that's a lot where guys like him, where this comes from. But it's amazing how. They're going about targeting this and, and I mean, tearing well, down stuff. Well, I don't think the, the federal tax reform that Cuomo is talking about in this particular article limits the amount of state and local tax you can claim on your tax return. Correct. Right? So I don't think we brought that out in the last segment. Yeah, so, exactly. So, so, yeah, so the Trump, the Trump, the, the Trump tax deal, the tax mm -hmm. plan, whatever, uh, it basically took this away. And this is not the only thing. There are several things so in that the, tax so the plan. the states can't keep charging these exorbitant amount of taxes because now the people can't write them off. Yeah, so so therefore... So now the people are starting to go, wait a minute, this, correct. Is, this is not helping me anymore. Right, so now you the lead. But, but the big picture is, it basically, it was a, it's a complete political shift mm -hmm. where that the red states can no longer, are, are no longer subsidizing the blue states through this little scheme that they had going on. You know, what's interesting, JC, uh, from my historical study, it's, you can also find this in Federalist 42, Madison talks about it. One of the complaints that the states were having about the original Articles of Confederation was the fact that the federal government was uh, redistributing the wealth of the states uh, from, once again, the the agricultural to the states to state. the industrial states yep. through uh, inequitable treaties. Yep. So what was happening was the federal government was making foreign treaties in which the states that were the the agriculture the producer states were having to foot the entire bill. Then yep. the money coming back in was being was being then funneled through the industrial states the the cities, if you were. And the states that were footing the bill for all these treaties were, were beginning to refuse to comply. They're saying, look, we didn't sign up to become a union of states so that you could take our prosperity and put it into other states. Yeah. We, we, we are an independent sovereign government. We have a system that works for us, that creates our prosperity here. If they want to do that, let them adopt their own prosperity system. Stop yeah. stealing from us. And we this, were literally on the verge of civil war. Yeah, And in this instance, it's, it's putting that money in the hands of, of those entities for political purposes. Right. And so that was the other thing that. So we're repeating a history because we don't teach the truth about the article, the, the problems with the Articles of Confederation right, to begin but, with. And that's the other thing that stood out to me when we leave the constitutional framework, which was put forth to prevent this. We go to six, the Sixteenth Amendment and we shift the entire tax program, like we talked about yep. before. Then, then this is allowed to happen under the original structure. This, this is what was supposed to be prevented. So these, mm -hmm. this is the result of turning away from 
our constitutional framework. Right. It's the it's the abandonment of the principles of liberty and the structure that those who ratified the Constitution created to keep the government limited and defined. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. This is our last segment. Remember our highlighted Liberty First Gear shirt today since we're talking about the failed plan of socialism is our socialism sucks t-shirt. Get it at chrisannhall.com and uh, hit the store. Now remember, Cuomo is is sending out this warning or, or, or maybe he's just whining. I'm not quite sure. Tax the rich, tax the rich, tax the, tax the rich. We did that. God forbid the rich leave. Now, what I found was interesting was when they figure out this doesn't work, the, the, the socialists, they're always trying to find a way to get out of paying taxes. Uh, Cuomo does this. So remember, we have the, the Trump tax plan limits the amount that people can claim in state and local tax deductions. So Cuomo tried to make a workaround, right? So he wanted to keep he wanted to keep people from leaving New York so he could keep his revenue stream at the same time because they can't keep the revenue stream if the people can't write it off anymore. Right. So here's what he did. He created they were going to create a local tax shelter that would allow residents of New York to make payments to a to nonprofit groups controlled by local governments and then deduct them as charitable contributions. Yeah, well, that's not to get out of paying taxes. That's sure it is because no, 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 because no, 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 no. well, no, no, no. That's the workaround because they're now limited. So here they can make they get their ta- they fund the government programs. Yeah, but they don't have to pay taxes on them because instead of now taxing in the overtaxation that they have, we're going to shift this. So now you your payment to the local government goes through this created. Um, nonprofit group that actually is the local government. And then when you pay the local government the money that you have to pay them, it is now sheltered. It's like money laundering through uh, yeah. nonprofit groups so that you can write off what would have been just tax money before, right. but is now a tax deduction through the IRS. Yo, it was money you, laundering. Right. It's not, you didn't do it so you could not pay taxes. It's so, no, no, no. It's so, it's that so you they didn't could... have to pay federal taxes. No, the purpose, okay, was because think about it. Cuomo, they're losing money for uh-huh. the state government. Right. The purpose is, he, so he turns the state agencies into nonprofits. Right, exactly. So now the people are paying that bill directly. So now the state doesn't have to pay to fund those agencies, but they're still getting the money. And then the incentive, right, for the people to do that is, oh, you can, you can uh, claim it on your federal taxes because that's those are nonprofits. Right, because the money that because so you're right, it's money laundering. It is money laundering because this is supposed to to fix the fact that the Trump limit on yeah. the money you're you're paying to the government, you but can't write work. that off anymore. But it didn't work. No, it didn't work the because IRS the IRS said, no, said ah, that ain't gonna happen. That's money laundering. So what's happening? But what a scam! People are leaving New yeah, York. They're leaving. But what a scam! He says, okay, your well, your library and and you know this this government agency and that government agency, you know, they're nonprofits. 
So you can yeah. pay them and get a tax. You get to pay I mean, what, them. And what get a, a con. Right. But I thought taxes were everybody's obligation right. and to pay it's their fair, to be your share. fair share. Right. So no, now you, you got the governor trying to make end runs right. on taxes. That's why I'm saying this is, was not maybe I misunderstood. He's not. The, I mean, his intent was not, hey, here's a way to avoid taxes. It, it was another way for them to keep the revenue flowing to themselves. I mean, they're, but it's a his way only to concern, avoid. his only concern is the state gets money. That's right. it. He got to. He's got to keep. But that the flowing. avoiding of the taxes was the federal taxes that the people were now going to have to pay because they wouldn't be able to write yeah, off so much of the local tax right. anymore. That's when you see, like we were saying, that's that's how you see that this whole thing, the whole point of uh, the, the the tax break, is because other states were subsidizing it so that these big blue cities could still have bloated government. It's, it's just, that's mind-blowing to me to think about. You know, there you are in Georgia. You know, let's say you're in Georgia out there. Mm-hmm. You're actually paying for the bloated government of New York City. Hey, Texans yeah. are paying for the bloated government of New York City because the fact that you don't pay Texas tax. Floridians are paying for that. And what's interesting but now Trump put a halt to that. is all these people from New York are leaving. They're leaving New York and they're going to Texas and they're going to Florida. And the people that are leaving are the middle class workers and the high income earners. Right. Leaving everybody else behind who are who were not people actually contributing to the economy, but living off of this redistribution of wealth. And it really comes to end, as Margaret Thatcher said, you will run out of somebody else's money and not just simply run out. The other people's money is running out on you. We will see you tomorrow, guys. God bless America.